Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network-based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business. Come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So I believe this is episode 127 and in this solo episode I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little bit of an audit to help you review and enhance your team and business communications. So let's jump straight in. So whether you've been working in your team for years and years and years or whether you are a newly forming team I think communication should always be kept as a high priority because it only takes like one misstep to undo so much hard work that you've built up to build trust to build that clarity it just takes one mistake an unintentional mistake to really push you back sometimes And if I'm being honest, whenever I become complacent in my team communications inside of my business, I'm always reminded of what it takes and what it's required to ensure we stay on our A-game and to make sure we are all singing off the same hymn sheet. And for those of you guys that may not know, I work in the field of primary care and my role is to facilitate projects and engagement across multiple practices So making sure I am on my A game with communicating across sometimes seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 practices, or when I've worked at federation level, sometimes we send out communications to 42 practices that may be in person where I am standing in front of a group of GPs at their protective learning time sessions before COVID or whether we're sending out email communications around updated contracts, vaccination updates. So it's so important and that's where I'm coming from when I'm sharing this information with you. And so it's just to remind you and reiterate, good communications will save us time, they'll save us money They will improve the outcomes of whatever we're trying to pursue. It will reduce conflict. It will spark new ideas. And just generally, everybody will feel better. They will know what's expected of them. And when issues do arise, the systems and processes and the relationships will be in place to resolve quickly any issues that do arise. And when implementing some of this stuff, sometimes it it requires you to really slow down. And I think we've all heard that phrase, you know, like slow down to speed up. Once you get your rhythm, you get your flow, 
you can kind of move forward at a nice pace. But sometimes you really need to take a step back, move nice and slowly and really dot the I's and cross the T's to make sure what is in place is actually working. So for those of you that have done any classic sort of business training, you will have done your stakeholder analysis. And to me, this is an exercise that is, is, you don't just do it once. It has to be done and kept up to date. So I like to make a list of my kind of key stakeholders. Who are the people that I need to interact with on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis and a quarterly basis and sometimes even a yearly basis? and making sure I've got up-to-date contacts and work out what channels of communication do I need to communicate with those people. So inside my business, we use Microsoft Teams and we have now a bi-weekly meeting and we do that on Teams. And if we were all based in the office, we would have it face-to-face, but at the moment it's still a virtual meeting and we'll create opportunities for us to come together on a regular basis in person. With my clients, it's slightly different. And for you, again, it will be different. And I think it's really, really helpful to know, okay, I have my practice manager's monthly meeting on this date. So when I've got communications coming up, then I can decide whether I deliver (laughs) the not so good news in person or in that meeting. And then I can follow it up with an email. So just knowing the frequency, knowing the who and the when and how is really, really important. And that can be a simple system that you just document and start to implement. And on that stakeholder list, I may have like key people as well. So I may have my practice managers and then, but my lead practice manager is Susan. So I am really clear, or if Valentina, my assistant is sending information, she knows that Sue is the lead. Sometimes we check things with her in advance and then we email out to everybody. So it's good to have your key stakeholder list and then any key people of influence that you may just want to highlight. And I'm always creating these systems because I'm interim. I'm going to leave the project sooner or later. So I'm always building my kind of how to to hand over to the next permanent person. So that's why I like to do these things for me, my team and my client. So the second thing you might want to do is to just understand all of the communication channels that you've got in your organisation and making sure they're fit for purpose. When my assistant Valentina started, we didn't use Outlook as our email provider or Microsoft as our email provider. We used Google and quite quickly she came in and was like, I can't do what I want to do using Gmail. And we had known this for a while but we just kind of put up with the system because we couldn't be bothered to change it. But it became apparent we needed to go back to Microsoft Outlook. So that's what we did. So that's what I mean when I say review your systems. What is working? What's a bit clunky? What can you not be bothered to change? And then really review, should you change it? Is it working? What could be better? So we went back to Outlook and then we got the 
Microsoft Office business package. And that's when we started using Teams. We came off of Slack. We also stopped using WhatsApp. So the 99% of our communications happens in Teams. We also use Asana as an electronic task management and project management tool. I use Zero for my finances. That works really well and talks to my accountant and talks directly to my bank accounts. We also use OneDrive. So all of these communication tools, do they work? Are they cost effective? Do other people use them? I was talking to a practice the other day and they were saying that they got this subscription to Clarity. They never use it and they pay an annual subscription for this. So I think it's a really good practice to look at what channels have we got? Do we use them? Are we paying for them? And what should we do moving forwards? And other things that will be helpful to support your communications audit will be in episode 86, I talked about the importance of using a default diary. So if you're doing things on a multiple basis, put it in your default diary and take the thought process out because there's only so much stuff you can hold in your brain. So if you've got a regular monthly meeting, diarize it, diarize the standard meeting agenda and meeting agenda items standardize a template for typing up your meeting agendas and just make life easy for you but this in this instance I think really can enhance your communications because we are all communicating on a regular basis it may be that you have a weekly newsletter that goes out you may have a podcast that goes out on a weekly basis and just to remind you guys, it's not enough to have them in place. We need to understand, are they working? Are people reading the newsletter? Are they clicking on the links? And are they listening to your podcast? So this is about seeing what's there and really reviewing and having an audit around what is best as we move forwards. Actually, I just want to take a step back and go back to the key stakeholders and key people of influence. I often ask my clients, who should you be talking to who you are not talking to? And sometimes what that reveals is that maybe some relationships are fractured and what feels easier just to avoid that person and work around that person. I will encourage the team or particular person to try to build that bridge and try to close the gap and make the relationship, make a particular relationship a key priority to work on and progress and develop. And that may fall into like one of your quarterly goals. That is how issues arise when people just think they're too awkward to work with and they just try and they give up and they stop trying and so your communication audit is not just about the tools that you use. It's also about the quality of the relationships and what you can do to make them better. You have to perform a self-assessment around, okay, we're supposed to be working at a multidisciplinary level but there is somebody that we all know is left out of this conversation. Why is that? And what can we do to change that moving forwards? Because we have to go back to why are we doing what we're doing? And we're working together, in our case, to improve patient care and to improve patient outcomes. It's not about me or I or you. It's ultimately about the patient. 
And another self-assessment you can do, and I like to do this with clinical directors or people that typically chair meetings, is people come together on a regular basis to meet. Sometimes that's weekly, monthly, sometimes daily. But the quality of the conversation in those meetings is quite poor. There is a lack of engagement. People come, but they don't really want to. We're all working virtually. People have got their cameras off and they don't say anything. So sometimes it's about having a conversation with yourself, with your leadership teams, with your wider teams to say, how can we improve our time together when we meet? Do we need to meet as frequent? Should we rotate the chair? Why do people sometimes feel that they can't share their honest opinion? Is information coming out too late? And again, it all forms into part of your review. And you don't necessarily have to do this big communications review in one go. You can just keep it on your quarterly goals list and pick one area of your comms to improve as you move forward throughout the year. And when you approach this audit and you're looking at kind of the relationship side of your communications, it's really, really important to think about your mindset around certain interactions and how you feel about certain things and the energy you bring to a conversation. It starts with I, it starts with me around how can we improve versus it being everybody else. And I have increasingly been working with individuals and teams, looking at their communication styles, looking at their motivations, where teams have got a bit of conflict and people just feel like they just rub each other up the wrong way. We really look at what motivates you. What does a good day at work look like? How do you like to be communicated to? Not everybody's the same. And we all like things done our own way. And there can be some tailoring to specific people and specific teams and there can be and should be some generic processes. So to finish off we've talked about the importance of identifying your stakeholders and looking at your frequency of communications. We've also talked about what kind of technical tools have you got in place to enhance your communications or maybe they're getting in the way of your communications around certain piece of technology. It may be just your classic newsletter. You may want a podcast to communicate what is going on in your teams. You may need a little bit more personality, a little bit more creativity, or it may need to be a little bit more formal. You need to be the judge of that. And don't do this task in isolation. Ask people in your team, include them. If you want, I was going to say something like it was going to rhyme then. If you want to improve, you have to make sure you include people. And then along with that audit, especially around your technical tools, making sure you're getting value for money and making sure you understand how much you're paying for some of this stuff, especially if you're not using it. And then we talked about teams, particular relationships, especially relationships that aren't great. Really make a commitment to improve them. You'll feel better. It's good for your well-being. It's horrible to come to work and actively avoid people or, you know, grin and and kind of grit your teeth when you're trying to work with people that you feel like you're not on the same page. So what can you do? What energy can you bring? And listen, really listen to what they're saying. There may be sprinklings of truth in what they're saying, but their approach and maybe their tone of voice is getting in the way. And these are all things I really do believe can be and worked upon and improved. I hope that was helpful and I will see you guys in the next episode.
you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. It's really, really funny. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode. 